Good morning, everybody. Guess what? It's going to be another beautiful day here at KHEA Radio. I'm so excited. We have an awesome show lined up. If you're watching right now, I'm going to ask a huge favor. Go ahead and share this video out and let me know what you have going on today. I want to hear from you. I want to know uh, what your plans are. It's Wednesday. Man, there's a busy day here at KHEA, and I know there's a busy day that you have too. I want to hear about it. So make sure that you let me know in the Facebook comments. Let me know that you... Um, what you got going on. If you're watching on Channel 46, I appreciate you taking the time to tune in, call a friend, tell them, hey, turn it to Channel 46.2. There's some positivity that's about to happen. So I want to say good morning to everybody who's tuning in. What's up, Amanda? What is up, Shauna? That's actually our first guest. She's out there and she just caught the stream. She is going to be talking about tourism in the Bay Area, Houston. What is there to do? What kind of fun things are going on? You know, there's I think we're very fortunate to live in the area that we live in because there are so many different things that go on whenever it comes to like island life, island living in Galveston. You got Kima. You know, we're in Lamarck and there's a bunch of positive things happening in Lamarck, Texas as well. You know, Santa Fe, it's like a different vibe out there. They got Three Acres Food Truck Park. They also have some uh, some really cool stuff like, um, well, Whenever you talk about Santa Fe, one of the first thing I, I think about is like country living. So whenever you go down there, there's a lot of good restaurants, especially down. Uh, that's not is that Highway Six? Yeah, Highway Six. And then there's like 1764 with like the Boudin Barn and all that. And then you can also go hang out on somebody's farm. I have some friends who live in Santa Fe, and they have like a bunch of farm animals and everything. So, uh, good morning. Again, I love our area. We're going to be talking about tourism, Bay Area, Houston. It even comes all the way down to Galveston, Lamarck, Kima, Leak City. She said that they even touch some over there in, um, not San Leon, but well, yeah, they do in San Leon, but over Baytown. That's the city I was thinking of. So uh, I see some people tuning in. What's up, Mark? What's up, Amanda? Good morning, Colleen. We just dropped a new Shine on Lamarck that uh, debuted this morning. It was for, for Evelyn's Tuxedo Rental and Evelyn. She also does some some original designs and a bunch of other stuff. So I see our first guest. She's coming in. We're going to be touching on everything that's going on. We got Shauna here talking about everything that's happening in our area. So good morning to you. How are you doing today? As you get situated. <laughs> Very good, Guardy. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. So I want to say a big thank you to our friends at Butler's Courtyard. They, they made this happen. I had reached out to them the other day. And they had kind of introduced the idea for this segment, like Friends of Butler's Courtyard. You know, Butler's Courtyard, they're a cool spot. Um, what what have you seen people do at Butler's Courtyard before? Oh, Butler's Courtyard is wonderful. They do food truck events. They do weddings, of course, family reunions, luncheons. Uh, they've also, they're getting ready to do this Friday night, their Sherlock Holmes murder mystery dinner. And their dinners have always been a huge hit. And they're such, they're wonderful folks to work with over there at Butler's Courtyard. Man, I, so they did a murder mystery dinner um, before right based on the Titanic and that's that sounds pretty cool so this one's like Sherlock Holmes this one's Sherlock Holmes it's gonna be really cool you know they encourage everyone to come in costume and kind of really get into the theme and the feel of the dinner you know if I came in costume I'd be tempted to jump like into the performance and on stage I think they'd be okay with that. <laughs> so that's this Friday this Friday at Butler's Courtyard all you have to do is give them a call I believe they still have tickets available cool I shared out an event yesterday on the KHEA radio page there's a Facebook event for it so if you are available to go give them a call you can actually get some tickets and learn uh, learn about that event as well so we're gonna go ahead and switch it and go on the FM here we're jamming some United and uh, gonna interrupt that and we'll get you reintroduced here we go Good morning, this is KHEA Radio, 
FM, it's 9.05. I'm Gardy. we got a special guest here in studio. We have Shauna. And how are you doing today, Shauna? I'm doing great, Gardy. Can you introduce yourself um, and, and say your role here in our area? Sure. My name is Shauna Reed, and I'm representing the Bay Area Houston Convention and Visitors Bureau. We represent the cities of Kima, Seabrook, League City, and Nassau Bay, as well as representing our entire region to encourage tourism to have folks come in, but also let our locals know all of the amazing, awesome things that we have to offer in the Bay Area. All right. So Bay Area, Houston, you have to specify. There's a food group I'm in. Yeah. Bay Area, Houston food Food lovers. lovers. Yeah, yeah. Because there's... You know, in California, I guess, is like the other Bay Area. So you got to throw in the Houston there, right? We have to have Houston in there because, you know, we are. (laughs) Yeah. And so the CVB, is that kind of like how y'all shorten the name? Yes. Yeah. It's easier to say than, you know, Convention and Visitors Bureau is a complete mouthful to say all the time. So CVB, it goes, it rolls a little quicker. When I think of Bureau, I I think of the FBI. FBI, (laughs) yeah. We're not like that at all. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what, what is there to do in our area when it comes to tourism, hanging out? Well, tourism, we have so much to offer. We've got uh, two of the largest tourism attractions uh, in the Houston area right around the lake with the Kima Boardwalk and Space Center Houston. And then we also have several other opportunities as far as historical tours uh, with the Butler Longhorn Museum, the West Bay Schoolhouse in Old League City. Uh, There's also the Clear Lake Museum that a lot of folks don't, or the Bay Area Museum uh, right at Clear Lake Park that a lot of folks don't understand is there. Okay, okay. Hey, what's up, Rudy? I see some people tuning in. He said she is sitting on the phone. I am sitting on my phone. Rudy. We can't hear you anymore. <laughs> but yeah, he's pointing that out. That's funny. <laughs> so Sorry, what, no, you know, you can sit on whatever you want. Um, but uh, you know, whenever it comes to you know our area here, one of the first places I think of is Kima, and that's mm-hmm. where y'all are located. Yeah, we're right in the corner of Sixth and Bradford, across from Toucan Alley. I know y'all are good friends with everyone over there at Toucan Alley, and. We love all of the businesses over there. So mm-hmm. in Toucan Alley, there is ice cream, Cool Cow Creamery, pizza. There's escape room. coffee, the escape room. There's uh, Saul's, Little Saul's Tacos. Yeah. Uh, and then a couple of really cute boutiques with Gypsy Pearl and Simply Twisted. So I, I feel like when it comes to tourism, y'all could just like stick there and like be okay, like in Kima, because there's so much already. <laughs> we could, but there's also so much to explore outside on the other area, the other areas. I mean, we've got a very vibrant sailing and boating community. We're the third largest pleasure boating community in the country. A lot of people don't understand that. So we are able to do um, sailing lessons. We've got paddleboarding and kayaking all around the lake that people can come and rent. Uh, a lot of fun, free. Uh, inexpensive family activities for the kids. Okay, so here's a comment. This is from Ian, and he he tunes in at times from the UK. Uh-huh. He said, "I've never been to the USA. Sell it to me. Sell it to me. Why him. why should he come check out our area? Because we are the heartbeat of Houston. We have so much to offer. You know, we um, we're small town feel. You know, being in the heart of Kima, but we also have all of the tourism aspects of it. We've got the attractions. We've got arts. We've got theater." We have fun family festivals, you know, Galveston County Fair. We've got the Three Acres Food Truck Park. We have, there's so much to offer. The uh, Bay Area Houston Ballet and Theater is getting ready to start their their next season. It's it's just amazing opportunities to come over here, and we would love to host you. Are you originally from this area? I am not. Where are you from? I'm a transplant. I'm a military brat, so I grew up in Colorado and uh, moved all over the place and then ended up here about 13 years ago. Okay. What brought you here? My husband's job. Cool. Yeah. Does he work? What kind of industry does he work in? He's in aviation. 
Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So he does aviation, and I started with the, with the CVB about two and a half years ago. How long has the CVB been in existence here? It's been in existence in the Clear Lake area for about 19 years. Okay, so that's a pretty long time. Yeah, yeah. And has it, like, the vision always stayed the same? Um, it's, it's morphed over the last couple of years. When I came on board, we started focusing more towards the leisure aspects of, of tourism in the area, as well as getting out there and letting our locals know what all we have to offer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, and this is a comment here from Manuel. Good morning. She said, hey, it's a beautiful, it's gorgeous day out here. It is. And we've been getting a lot of those lately. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing about our area, some people see it as a down, but like it gets kind of warm yeah. at times. And in summer, our summer kind of lasts, you know, for a while. Yeah, I think everyone's getting a little tired of it at this point. I enjoy but, it. Do you? Okay. I do. I'd rather have it be like it is now than, than what I call cold, like 60 degrees. <laughs> Even 70. I've talked to my wife. We've we've had the opportunity to go to California, mm-hmm. you know, and just hanging out there, walking down the street. And I'm like, why is it? It's like 75 degrees, but I have to put on a jacket because it's so windy. Right, right. I'm like, I'm sick of this. <laughs> I don't want to wear a jacket. Exactly. I want to sweat. <laughs> Give wanna... me my flip-flops. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, in Galveston, there's a bunch of stuff to do as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Do you all touch it with anything down there? We don't promote them directly, but we do work closely with the Galveston Park Board and the Galveston CVB. Um, I, I'm proud to say that they're all friends of mine. And so we kind of uh, we work with an organization in Houston called Houston and Beyond, and that's a consortium of 14 communities around the Houston area. And our our task is to promote the entire Houston region as a market where people can come and just enjoy everything that we have to offer. OK, so we got an update from me and he said, I'm booking my tickets. Awesome. <laughs> and then he put some emojis as well. So <laughs> I said, let's go. Come on. Yep. Get uh, come on down from the UK. Come hang out over here. You know, which CVB is better? Galveston oh, or Barry Houston. Go there. That's not even fair. I well, I, I I like to I like to think that we do a great job at what we do and Galveston does a wonderful job at what they do and we complement each other quite nicely. Okay. That makes sense. I'll allow that answer. Okay, good. <laughs> how, how many people are on the team that and you know what kind of roles do they play? Well, my team that's that's where we're different than Galveston. Galveston has a complete huge team of folks. For me, it's myself. Okay. On a daily basis. And then I have two part-timers at the Visitor Center. So that's that's Team Bay Area Houston. So it's you. It's me. So do you count on... Okay, so I look at Amber. Mm-hmm. You know Amber Murph, uh, yep. Murphy with, with yep. Butler's Courtyard. Yep. And she's out there obviously promoting our area too. And yes, just like, is. hey, you know, you need to come on here. Yep. Um, so do you have like relationships with, with a lot of people like that? I have relationships with folks all around the county. Um, I, am, I serve on the uh, Clear Lake Area Chamber of Tourism. I'm their tourism liaison. I work on the League City Regional Chamber of Commerce with their tourism board. I'm also a board member of the League City Convention and Visitors Bureau, as well as Bay Area Houston Ballet and Theater, and just a ton of different organizations. I work very closely with the Kima Boardwalk and Space Center Houston, Lone Star Flight Museum, Butler Longhorn Museum. So I try to get out there in the community as well as getting to know each of our hoteliers as well. So can you tell me about the Bay Area Houston, did you say ballet and theater? Uh Uh-huh. I've never heard of this. Oh, they are wonderful. They are, um, I believe, I don't want to misquote, uh, Jill Reason is their director, and I, she would be a wonderful wonderful person to come on and speak with you all because they're getting ready to launch their new season. It's called The Next Giant Leap in you know conjunction with the Apollo 50th anniversary that just happened earlier this summer. Uh, they're doing the Nutcracker that they're famous for every year. They also are doing Coppelia and don't remember what their other show is at the in the early spring, but the Nutcracker performance is is phenomenal. It's all local local dancers and talent 
from the area, from the Bay Area, Houston area. Awesome. Is it people of all ages that it's participate? It's people of all ages that participate. Last year they did Willy Wonka. Wow. And that was a really cool performance. I got to go and see that. Um, Nutcracker, again, a holiday favorite. Um, and, and to go along with the Nutcracker, they also do a breakfast with the Sugar Plum Fairy. And then they do a slumber party with Clara. And they do all of that at uh, South Shore Harbor. And that'll be right before Thanksgiving. So I went to an event last year at South Shore Harbor, and they had some of the, it was kids, though, and they were in, was it the Nutcracker, maybe? Probably. You know, and it, it was pretty cool, like, some of the, the dancers, and they were just, like, posing, and mm-hmm. there was a, an unveiling. The unveiling of the gingerbread house. Yes. Yes, that is an amazing opportunity to get out, and that is also a great free um, activity for families. They can come out and have their photos taken with Santa in the lobby of, the, of South Shore Harbor. The um, nutcracker, or the, not the nutcracker, the gingerbread house is usually over six feet tall. It was huge. Yeah, it's giant. And it, Santa they have was a, there. Yep. They, was have awesome. a, they have a different theme every year for it. It's just, it's a really a neat place. And like I said, it's a free opportunity to come out and have your folks or your photos taken with Santa Claus. So whenever it comes to, okay, ballet and theater, I think mm-hmm. of the Nutcracker, yeah. that's a combination of both, right? Yes. Are all of the performances like that? Or is there just like, hey, this is a ballet and there, this is I a believe theater. Coppelia will be just a ballet. And like I said, I will get Jill in, in touch with you, and she would love to come in and speak with you. Okay, cool. Yeah. I would I would like that. Sure. I am not a f- like myself like a dancer. Me neither. My <laughs> wife dances. You know, she took some dancing whenever she was little. My sister did, and I, a bunch of my family does. And so now I know she's been looking for a place for my daughter to go, who is two years old. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just it's just interesting. So there are so say many that. there are so many different dance schools in the area, and uh, yeah. It's, it's a great thing. and I have two left feet, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So there's a bunch of other places that you mentioned. Uh, one that, that, I, that sticks out is the Lone Star Flight Museum. I had the opportunity to go there. It's pretty cool. What all do they have there? It's really cool. They've got um, warbirds from the 1940s and 50s. They've got, some old, they've got an old MiG, Russian MiG from the 1960s, a couple of larger bombers. They also ha- you're also able to uh, book flights where you can go up in the old planes. And kind of do a flight over Houston. What? That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. I think they had some flight simulators. They that do I have saw. flight simulators. They're very big on the STEM program for kids. Um, they're they're very open to homeschoolers. Uh, they encourage the everyone to come out. They also do free day, free entry days for teachers and educators so that they can learn what they all have to offer. So. I think I would be better at the simulation yeah. than like than going up. Flying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they had an event. It was for Lighthouse Christian Ministries. Earlier this year, mm-hmm. I believe so, they were having this this fundraiser, and they're an awesome organization, mm-hmm. and they had it there. Yeah, it was catered. It was awesome, and it's then they beautiful. they had one of these. I'd never seen it before, but it's uh like a audioless disco where everybody has headphones. Have you ever seen that? I've seen that. I was actually on a cruise earlier this year, and they did it on the ship, so it was a little weird. But... Did you go out of Galveston? Yeah. What cruise line? It was uh, Royal Caribbean. Okay. Yeah. We gave away a Royal Caribbean cruise earlier this year. And we were excited, you know. We it went over a span of a couple months, yeah. But it's really cool, you know. Our area, I don't, you know, there's not any cruises that go out of Kima, right? But you know, in Galveston, there is, right? So people have to fly from all over the world we, to come to our area. And that's actually funny. You mentioned that. That's a market that we're targeting is just being able to let folks know that if they're coming in a day or two before or staying a day or two after, 
our area between Galveston and Clear Lake, we are a wonderful place to stay. You don't have to go back into Houston. You can stay down here and be able to experience everything we have to offer. Okay, there's another museum you mentioned. I believe, did you say it's the Butler's Longhorn? Butler Longhorn Museum. What is that? I've never heard of it. That is in Old League City. It is off of Coriel Road, I believe, or Coriel Street. Um, it is a museum based on the history of the Butler Longhorn. A lot of folks don't realize that the Longhorn cattle actually originated in League City. Really? Yeah. So it's really a cool, it's it's a very interesting type of place. I mean, they do, they that's another place they do lots of events. They hold concerts. They do, um, you know, they, they're getting into doing some art um, installations and things like that. But you can go and actually learn the history of the Longhorn cattle. This is a little bit out of out of the area from, from where y'all are at. But have, have you been to Bayou Wildlife Park? I have not yet, but I need to get out there. So when you say Longhorn, that's the first thing that comes to mind. I, I like. Have you ever seen a picture or video of, of some of those Longhorns out there? Oh, they're huge. They're so big that their heads yeah, are their like heads on their go, side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's whenever I think of a Longhorn, it, it makes <laughs> sense because they may have some of the first Longhorns ever from League City where their horns just keep growing they're and huge. growing. They're huge. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. And y'all are actually in a converted schoolhouse, but I know there's a schoolhouse in League City yeah, that's the, like a historical one yeah, as well. Yeah, that's the West Bay Schoolhouse Museum. And um, what's some of the the history with that? That I'm not really super um, familiar with, but I do know that Ronnie Richards, Amber's dad, is very um, involved with that since he's president of the League City Historical Society. Okay. So they do. I do know that at the West Bay Schoolhouse, they offer um, tours for school groups to come in, and the kids actually get to write with the old slates, you know, like they did back in the 1800s and things mm-hmm. like that. So they kind of try to immerse the kids and let them know what it was like before technology you know, took over everyone's lives. That sounds tough, though. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That would be, I can only imagine my kids, you know, I'm just like, okay, you're going to go to school here. Like, that should be a, a social experiment or yeah. something where there's like a group of my son's six, just take them in there and be like, this is your new school. And That's just kind see of how what goes. they do. They And then, you know, they've got the old water pump on site, so they have to go out and pump their own water. It's just, it's quite an experience. Actually, I'm down. Yeah. yeah. Let's make him do like the whole school year. Like he started already, <laughs> but I'll bring his transcripts. And you could uh, just transfer him right in. Yeah. Okay. How, I mean, it's a lot different or is is it kind of the same? It's different. It's different? Yeah. Were they using, I'm trying to think, is that called an abacus? An abacus, yeah. They <laughs> is that how they're doing math? They've got the old books. They've got, you know, it's it's really a cool thing because it kind of lets kids know that, yeah. wow, this, I, this is neat. I wonder if the teachers told the kids, you're not going to have an abacus in your pocket, you yeah. know, for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. And right. then that turned into the calculator. the calculator. And now, I don't know what they tell them. You're not going to have. Yeah. You're, yeah. <laughs> you can't ask Siri what <laughs> six times six is. I know. And then they came out with a watch and then they're going to do glasses. And so technology is uh, just going over. and going. It takes over. Awesome. So here's a comment. This is from Rudy again. He said, hey, you never been to the Butler Longhorn Museum? I have not yet, but I'm down to go to an event. It sounds there, awesome. There are several events. Um, I've got them on my website. I don't have them on the top of my head right now, but I do know they've got quite a few events coming up. Um, I believe they were doing a uh, there's a concert coming up that looks really interesting okay so the the Bay Area Houston the the CVB I think you said it's 604 Bradford across from Toucan Alley right yep, that's us okay and there's some history with your building can you share what has your building been used sure. for in the past our history or the building was built originally in 1912 it, it was moved to its original or to its current location back in 2006 by the Kima Historical Society um, the schoolhouse was operated as an actual school from 1912 until the mid-50s when Stewart Elementary wow. was opened. So it's got a lot of history. We do actually have some, some current Kima residents that attended school there. So it's really it's really an interesting thing. That's cool. Yeah. Do people ever uh, ask to come see a tour? Like, yeah. is it is there anything set up kind of like a classroom? We have, or? We have um, four 
four old antique school desks set up with a there's a an artist a local artist who made a uh, kind of he looks like a dummy kind of a, mo- a mannequin type of thing and he sits in the window on a stool with a dunce cap <laughs> his name is Stuart um, he's he's uh, yeah he's a part of our uh, our schoolhouse atmosphere and I we also it. have a lot of the old books the original books from the Kima schoolhouse okay cool so let's say I have a family member that's from uh, Colorado uh-huh. you know and where you're from and yeah. they've never been to our area before mm-hmm. they want to come visit what should I like for the weekend uh-huh. and I need to build an itinerary and I'm asking you what do I do I have no idea where should I take them you know maybe I don't want them to stay with me my house is full where can they stay where should they eat what should they do well we've got such a such an array of um, places for folks to stay we've got two full-service hotels around the lake with the Hilton NASA Clear Lake, and then South Shore Harbor, of course. And then we've got smaller properties. We've At the Kima Boardwalk, we have the Boardwalk Inn, which is a beautiful property right on the plaza, so you can enjoy everything the Kima Boardwalk has to offer. And we've also got the um, the Holiday Inn in Kima. And then along the freeway, we've got the Hampton Inn, as well as the, um, oh, he's going to be mad at me, uh, not Spring Hill Suites, Courtyard, Courtyard by Marriott. And then we also have a Spring Hill Suites and a brand new Holiday Inn Express located in, in Seabrook, as well as campgrounds, cabins, all kinds of different different opportunities. So it depends on the person. Okay. It really does. And then we've, we've got Airbnbs and VRBOs that are for rent along the bay. Let's say they want to camp. If they wanted to camp, there's several RV parks close by. Yeah. Um, not really. We don't have any tent camping, so to speak. You mm-hmm. have to go down to the island to do that. But RV parks we have, and they also have several small cabins that are available at a bunch of those RV parks. Were you big on camping growing up? I was, and then I kind of get out of it. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't want to sleep on the ground anymore. But it's fun, especially when it you're is. young. It is. It seems we went camping quite a bit. We had like we had a camper, and then sometimes we do the tent. Uh-huh. But it's always fun, especially whenever you're young. Oh, I remember yeah. like wanting to set up the tent in the backyard. Oh, we used to do that all the time, just because you know parents didn't want to lug everything out. Yeah, and you said you're you're a military mm-hmm. brat. Yep. So is that like even more like dad or, or mom? You know, they were hardcore on camping. Like this is how we do it in the military. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Early rise. Like Early, get up. You're, you're up at six. Yeah. Out, out the door. So, yeah. That's awesome. But, OK, so we, we found a place for them to stay. They're going to stay at the RV park. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say they came in on a Thursday. Sure. They're looking for something to do. Uh, let's go to dinner on Thursday night. Like where where should they go? Thursday night dinners. There's so much to offer. We've got steak nights around the lake. Um, pretty much Five, six nights a week, you can get a good steak around the lake. Um, T-Bone Tom's is always a great opportunity just because the food is wonderful. The atmosphere is great. The live music in the backyard is fun. Is fun. Um, it's always kid-friendly for the most part. If it's not, they'll let you know. But a majority of the time, all of the acts that perform are very kid-friendly, and they encourage the kids to get up on that dance floor and you know, shake their tail feathers a little bit. Yeah. You know, I, I've been to T-Bone Tom's, but I haven't been in the back, but I've heard the music before when I'm oh, eating yeah. in the front. Oh, yeah. And so there's a little dance floor and stuff. Yeah, there's a little dance floor. Actually, I was there last night in the band that was playing. It was a group called David Joel, and they were phenomenal. They did a lot of cover bands or, you know, cover songs mm-hmm. and things like that. But it was really a great atmosphere, and the food, the specials are always great. Thursday night, I don't remember what the specials are. I know that Thursday during the day, the special is fried chicken, Yeah, which is really good. Um other places that are great to go, you've got anything along along the highway, uh, Cocoa Crepes, um, they're they're really good. The New Black Bear Diner just opened. Mm, I've um, seen pictures, but I, I haven't had the opportunity to go. I haven't eaten at this one yet, but I've eaten at one in Idaho. Is it mainly so breakfast? Good. No, they have everything, but they're they're known for their breakfast because they've got big pancakes, you know, so. Yeah, it seems like 
the idea of brunch. You know, you hear the word, yeah. and it's like, oh, brunch, yeah, let's go. Like, there's these these places, and they're they're delicious, but they just serve breakfast, and they're open for a certain amount of time. Right, like Red Oak or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're only open during the morning to early afternoon hours. But, yeah. yeah, there's a ton of different opportunities. We are a foodie mecca. At, you know, you belong to Bay Area Houston Food Lovers. Oh, yes. And... She's always out there. The, the things she posts, I'm like, holy cow, Jennifer, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Jennifer Fuller, she's in studio tomorrow. So awesome. if you are a foodie or a food lover and you want to know where to eat, I want to I want to get one of those cards. Yeah, <laughs> she's got the food lover the food VIP lover card. card now. I need to. I, the Saul, little Saul's has them. So all you got to do is talk to Rudy or Saul. They'll Go grab that. one, man. Okay, so so Thursday. You know, they camp. We went and had steak. I like that you said that there's like a steak night, mm-hmm. like almost every day of the week there is. around the lake. There so that's is. pretty it's fun. amazing. Yeah. And then uh, Friday morning, they went to go eat. Let's say we went to Red Oak, mm-hmm. Red Oak Cafe, got some breakfast. Now they wanted some entertainment. Yeah. Maybe it's the ballet. Maybe there's some other stuff going on. What kind of entertainment do we have in our area? Entertainment, I would say, you know, if they're into any sort of history or anything like that or space. Take them over to uh, Space Center Houston for the afternoon. You can kill a couple hours there. It's wonderful. We sell discount uh, tickets to Space Center for $20 a piece at the Visitor Center. They're, if you buy them at the gate, they're 30 So it's, it's you know, if you're taking quite a group, it's a significant savings to stop by the Visitor Center. And it's an excuse to come say hi to me. Yeah. Do you think sometimes people take that for granted that we're, you know, if we're just here, like we have... Space Center Houston, like right here. Yeah, I think a lot of folks, um, I, I find that a lot that people don't understand or they just they only think about going to some of our attractions when they have visitors in town because it's there. It's kind of like living in New York City and only going to the Statue of Liberty when you've got family visiting. Yeah. Or, you know, hitting Radio City or anything like that. But we like I said earlier, you know, there is so much to offer. And, you know, our it's just our weather's pretty good year round. So we should all take advantage of that. Yeah. And there's some pretty cool exhibits that they just bring in. Some of them are seasonal. They switch yeah, them out. Yeah. There's some great stuff right now out at Space Center, you know, in honor of the Apollo 50th landing. Um, they they just reopened in the late, let me see, I believe it was late June. Mm-hmm. They reopened the um, the mission, the original mission control from the Apollo missions, which is really cool. Uh, they've got the tram tour that takes you out there. You get to go see some of the, they've got Longhorns out of Space Center as well. So we've got quite the history there. Yeah. Last time that I was out there going up into that big space shuttle. That's amazing. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really puts things into perspective when you're able to get up on top of that 747 with that space shuttle up there and how massive it really is. Is that a real one? Like it was used before? Or is it a replica? The 747 was a real, was a real um, transport. But the uh, space shuttle itself is a mock-up. That was one that was used for training, and it was originally at um, Kennedy Space Center in Florida. So mm-hmm. they brought that in. They brought that in back in 2012, and they fl- I don't know if you, if you remember seeing that or not, but they floated it on a barge and brought it under the, the uh, Kima Seabrook Bridge. I remember that. Through Clear Lake and had to, like, move palm trees and on NASA Road 1. It was quite the endeavor <laughs> to get that thing in there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot that went into that. Yeah. Okay, so we have our visitor. You know, they're, they're in town, right? Family from Colorado. Mm-hmm. Thursday, steak night, went to T-Bone Tom's. You know, then they went and had some breakfast, Red Oak Cafe, yep. hung out at, at uh, NASA, uh, you know, during the day entertainment, is there something for them to do that night? And then what should they do on, There's on Saturday? There's always something to do on a Friday night. Of course, it depends on the time of year. If they're here during the summertime, Friday nights at Kima Boardwalk, there's um, fireworks every Friday night from the end of May through the end of July. And those are always at 930 on uh, Friday evenings. Uh, there's a ton of different activities to do as far as, you know, even going down to the island if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So there's there's 
yeah, we always have activities to do. Live music, always something. Yeah, the Kima Boardwalk, they have live music there too. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every every weekend for sure. Every weekend, definitely. And then on Thursdays during the summertime, they do Rock the Dock on Thursday nights. Wednesdays in June and July, they do. They call it Kicking It Country, mm-hmm. um, which was is always a big hit. Um, there's just a ton. They do salsa Sundays. They do all kinds of different activities. In fact, this weekend on Saturday, they're having a Mustang car show down there. So, yeah. Cool. You know, I, I live in Leak City, mm-hmm. and it was probably a couple weeks ago, I could hear fireworks outside. And it was on a it was on a Friday, but I think the wind was blowing just right. Yeah. So I was like going outside looking at my window trying to see if I, I couldn't see anything <laughs> because of where I'm positioned. Yeah. But I guess the wind or the, it was it blowing the sound. It just Yeah. But it was still, it felt like I was there. <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, right now we're talking about Bay Area, Houston, whenever it comes to tourism, whenever it comes to things to do in our in our area. So if you have family, maybe you're watching from somewhere on the other side of the world, this is an opportunity for you to learn, to ask, maybe even suggest some, some things for people to do uh, whenever they're in our part of town. So we talked about NASA, you know, we talked about live music, you know, on, on a Saturday, uh, whether that's in the day, let's say it's like winter time. Mm-hmm. You know, what is, what is there to do that's, that's holiday theme that we have going on? Holiday theme coming up. We've got Holiday in the Park in League City, and that's the first week. I believe it's the first weekend of December. Um, the Christmas Boat Lane Parade is December 14th this year. It's a Saturday, um, and that's through the Clear Lake Channel, through all around Clear Lake. It's a boat? It's like a they decorate boat the boat parade. and, and yeah, go around? Yeah, it's put on by the Clear Lake Chamber every year. Um, they usually have right around 100 decorated boats. It goes anywhere from a... From sailboats to large mega yachts, shrimp shrimp boats. Um, there's even a couple folks in kayaks out there. There's one gentleman who is who has done it uh, every year for I believe the past thirty, maybe thirty five years, and he gets out there in his kind of uh, yeah, it's a kayak. It's a kayak, so, like, and he's he just like a rowboat. Yeah. <laughs> he rows the entire the entire course of the lake, and it's just amazing. He decorates it with lights and things like that. So it's there's a lot of fun, and that's a free family event as well. Okay, cool. You know, when it, whenever you speak of boating, I can't help but think about fishing. Yeah. You know, is there any kind of like charters or stuff that we have going on? There's a lot of charters. That, um, they are bringing some charter boats into the Kima Boardwalk uh, Marina. There's also some that go out of, I believe, Watergate and uh, Seabrook Marina. They're, I'm actually compiling a list of those charters because they're starting. we're starting to get more and more coming in. Mm-hmm. They're not the large charter boats that like, go out of Galveston to do the deep sea fishing, but these are more smaller bay boats to go for redfish and trout and things like that. Yeah. How about any of the like dinner cruise? Dinner cruises right now, the one boat we've got operating is the Boardwalk Fantasy, and that will actually, it's... it's um, they take September off, so they start back the last weekend in September, and they do weekend cruises, and then they're always available for charter. Okay. So Have you, you ever done do one that. of those? Yeah, I've done quite a few of them. They're a lot of fun. And, you know, you can go anywhere from, you know, on a weekend cruise, they do something called a leisure cruise, which is about an hour long, mm-hmm. and it goes out, and um, it's, you know, you, you can buy your snacks on there. It just basically, the price of the ticket includes your boat ride. Okay. But it's a nice way to get out on the lake and see things. And then on the on other weekends, they do, you know, special themed nights for aimed more towards adults. Okay. What's your favorite thing to do? Like, it seems like you know a little bit about everything. <laughs> so <laughs> That's, That could be a dangerous thing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just curious, like, what are, what are you doing for fun? I like, to, I, I like to get out on the water. I, I really enjoy that. So any opportunity, I, I like to get out there and go sailing, pop a kayak in the water, just go sit, or even just go sit on the, you know, go sit at the boardwalk and watch people. Um, it's, it's really a great place to people watch. It is. Yeah. 
Yeah. How, do you get seasick at all? No. The water's pretty calm out there anyways, isn't it? For the it? most part. I mean, if a, if, a, if a storm blows in, you're going to get rocked a little bit, but it's not that bad. Yeah. So. I got you. H- have you ever participated in that boat parade? I have. We did one. Um, last time I was actually an active participant in the boat parade was probably about eight years ago, but I've been on the, um, the planning committee for the parade for the past two years. And so I've gotten to take part in that and kind of the planning aspect of it and helping, you know, organize the boaters mm-hmm. and things like that. Is there a winner? There is. There's definitely different awards. Each of our cities sponsors a mayor's award that's given out at a big breakfast the, um, the Sunday morning following the boat parade. Uh, and then there's all kinds of other different awards that are that are voted on by a panel of judges from representatives of our cities. Are you pretty competitive whenever it comes to being in competitions oh, yeah. or just for, for oh, fun? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The last one that we did, we were the Pirates of Kima. We took a friend of ours and, and decorated their trawler, and we actually put a pirate flag on it and a mast and a sail. So we converted an old trawler into a, a pirate ship, and, cool. and we actually won. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. There wasn't any rigging going on? No. No, there wasn't because I didn't really <laughs> okay. know anybody at that time. <laughs> wow. All right. So there's a lot to do, and we're still touching on all of that. What is something that we don't have that we could definitely use and people would enjoy? Hmm, that's a tough question. I mean, we really have so much, you know, from the arts and things like that. The only thing that we don't have in this part of town or in this county is like a professional sports team or or something like that. And But that's a big you know, there's we've got Houston offers so much from the professional sports mm-hmm. aspect that we really don't need that. You can drive 35, 40 minutes and be at a baseball game or a football yeah. game or hockey. Well, we don't have hockey right yet, but, sure. you know, soccer. Yeah. We, even rugby. There's a new rugby team in Houston now. So Cool. You know, one thing that I, I was a little bummed out about, but I had heard there was going to be like a big, you know, Woodlands Mitchell Pavilion type thing. Oh, I would thing. love to have something like that, an amphitheater, some sort of music venue that so we're not having to drive to Sugarland or Revention or or Cynthia Woods Mitchell to go to a concert. Um, I'm not sure exactly what happened with that project. There's a cool furniture store. There's a huge <laughs> furniture store getting ready to open. I think they might even be open. But yeah, it would be wonderful to be able to have sort, some sort of large music venue. But from a music venue aspect, we do have several smaller ones around mm-hmm. around the area that are really nice to be able to go see just intimate acoustic shows or smaller shows. Yeah, I was thinking, I, I was just brainstorming the traffic, like because I've been to the woodlands and you know getting in and out. I was like, okay, how are they going to do this? You know, that forty five uh, expansion and construction is coming along and it's moving nicely. Yeah, yeah. You know, do we do you have any insight on any of that? Like, the when's it going to be timeline complete? for forty five? Um, I have no idea. I yeah. do know that they are making a lot of headway, but like we've got the 146 expansion going on at the same time with the new bridges and stuff like that. So that kind of, you know, there's a lot of, you know, traffic concerns for folks, but I got to give it to TxDOT and all of our communities for working together and really, really being positive about, you know, the effects of it. So here's a comment. Uh, League City Quidditch. Do you know what Quidditch is? Yes, I do. Is there a team? There is a team. They are based out, I don't remember the name of it, but it's League City. They do have a team, and they compete on a national level. And there's, uh, I believe, just several years ago, League City actually hosted the national championships for League City Quidditch or, or for awesome. national Quidditch. Why not? I know. Right here, League City. Yep, League City proud. Let's go get that Quidditch. You know, something else uh, whenever it comes to League City and a sports team, there's mm-hmm. Celtic FC America, which is a semi-pro soccer team, and they yep. play at Clear Springs. Yeah. So, yeah, Brendan Keyes, uh, he's a great guy. He's been in a couple times before, and I didn't realize that. I was like, man, so this is a 
I mean, it's a high level of, of players. Right. And they're playing right here in League City, so that's I know. pretty cool. We need to promote them more, I think. Yeah, and Definitely. he was talking about, you know, they had, they had planned to, to build a, you know, a stadium. Mm-hmm. It was actually here in Lamarck, and there's some property. Yeah. But, you know, at this time, it doesn't look like they're going to maybe pursue that. Okay. But there's a bunch of, you know, high school soccer stadiums that they're able oh, to yeah. use. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and CCISD has some great facilities. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, yes, yes, Rudy, Major League Team, League City. We need to, to pull a team <laughs> here to our area if we have some uh, connections if somebody does, maybe reach out and let us know. Right now it's 937. We're going to take a quick break on the FM's KHEA Radio 99.5. All right. So we're still live on Facebook and still hanging out. Um, is there anything else that we haven't touched on that that we that we need to bring up for sure that I'm missing? I don't think so. I mean, I think we've covered, you know, we've got the arts. We've got, you know, the attractions. There's. You know, if you want to talk a little bit about cruise lines or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I think we've covered. You know, I've got a great relationship with, um, with like the Miss Kima pageant with Kelly Williams. Uh, been friends with her for a long time, as well as you know a lot of the other activities. You know, Keels and Wheels every year. That's another annual festival celebration. Seabrook's coming up in October, mm-hmm. so and that's another you know food and and music type of festival. Very cool. So cool. You know. The, I think one thing that maybe it gets a lot of love, but it could get more just the fact, you know, on the boardwalk, mm-hmm. all of the rides, because even Houston, we don't have a, like a theme park anymore. Right. And now if you do want to ride roller coasters or relive like Astroworld Live, yeah. that's where you get to go. Mm-hmm. You know, there in Galveston, yep. there's a couple of rides as well. Yep. Are you a big ride person? I'm not a big ride person, but, you know, I do like, you know, the, the roller coaster at the boardwalk is a pretty legit roller coaster. You know, it's it's a completely wooden coaster on a very small footprint. So it's a it's a really cool little coaster. Yeah. And then there's like the what I'd call like looping starship, but I think it's like a pirate ship where it just goes back and forth. That's my husband's favorite ride. Really? <laughs> he loves that ride. I don't yeah. know why, but uh, yeah. You know, my son went on that one time and he's not the kind of person to do that. Um. Yeah, it yeah. was an experience. He he had yeah. for some reason he thought he had went on it before and was like, "Yeah, I've done this before." Okay, and then he got on there and was like screaming his head <laughs> He's off. Like, yeah, I can't do this. Yeah, never yeah. mind. But <laughs> hey, you're strapped in now. You got through it. You can do it. Yep. Cool. You know, there's a um, there is another like what I'm going to call a theme park mm-hmm. that looks like it's being built on I-45. Yeah, next to the outlets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. I've heard some stuff about about it, but I haven't talked directly to anybody right. that's actually doing that. But right. it, it's getting, you know, in phases and kind of going as it goes. But that'll be another attraction as well. Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be something really good to have, you know. And I, I, I'm like you. I really don't know a whole lot about it. I, I know what I've read in the papers. So. Yeah, yeah, same. That's yeah. what. There's a. I think the Texas City Lamarck Chamber had like a publication with some information about it, and then I've seen some in the in the newspaper as well. Right, right. So that's pretty cool. How about shopping? Shopping, we've got great shopping around here. You know, we've got Baybrook Mall. We've got um, all of the little shops along Main Street in League City. Lots of really cute little boutiques in there. Uh, Kima, we've got several little boutiques that are, you know, really great kind of unique items. Um, Over in Seabrook, there's a couple little boutiques as well along NASA Road 1. And then, you know, just, of course, we've got our big box stores and things like that. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, no shopping. It's, uh, you know, people, I hear regularly from people that come down to Kima. We don't have as many shops as we used to. We're focusing more on another market. But um, the shopping, we the shops that we do have, 
carry high quality items and they're very, you know, they're very local friendly and just nice people. Has it kind of shifted more towards food? It has shifted a lot more towards food. We've got a definitely total food vibe down there. We've with um, with Bacchus, you know, the Greek food over there. We've got um, Antonini's Pizza and Subs across the street from Bacchus there. And then we've got Dan's Pizza that's getting ready to open up on the corner of 8th and Bradford. Okay. So. Dan's, are they the one that they're have the big on deep Highway dish? Three? Yeah, yeah, they're on Highway Three. They do big pizzas and all kinds of different things. So they're kind of they're doing a um, a wings and, and pizza um, establishment. So that's what's up. Yeah. I haven't had the opportunity to eat it, but I have seen pictures on Bay Area Houston food lovers. Mm-hmm. And there's like a Chicago style deep dish, which I don't think I've ever had. He's actually based out of the Volcano Room in in uh, Seabrook on Nassau Road One. That's where he. That's where he uh, serves all of those deep hmm. dish pizzas out of. And I know he, you, you order them, and then you go in and pick them up. So I'm thinking I yeah. might have to place an order this week. What's the Volcano Room? It's another little – it used to be a coffee shop, and now it's just sort of a little lounge. Cool. So, yeah. Okay. Awesome. So we got – let's see. We'll play another song. We're jamming some Bethel on the FM. If you haven't yet, make sure that you download the KHEA radio app because then you can stream us from anywhere, or you can always tune in right here on social media. Uh, feel free to share this video out if you have any questions or suggestions. I still see some. Hey, we need to hit up uh, Hank Dougie to learn about the League City Legends. Is that the League City Legends? That's right. Hank Dougie is. Uh, he's been a member of that team. I think he might even be the founding member of that team. For, what is for, League City? Is that it's the Quidditch? Oh, it's team. the Quidditch. Okay, it's the Quidditch team. So yeah, we can all get out there on our brooms and run around. It'd be fun. Yeah, I saw a video the other day of, of some people playing and. I never seen that before, but it's pretty it's pretty interesting and it looks like it'd be fun. Yeah. Any any uh reason you can find to go outside and just be active, I'm down. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And then, you know, Hometown Heroes Park, they've been doing a lot of work out there as far as, you know, they're putting in my understanding is that they're building a five K trail out there so that we'd be able to host some more five K runs without having to close roads. That's a good idea. And yeah, that way it's it's a it's a marked five K trail, and we can do a lot of more uh, fun, yes. fun runs and races. That's where I guess League City Music Fest was at Walter Hall, right? Walter Hall, yeah, yeah. But um, Hometown Heroes is over off of ninety six. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's where the swimming pool and you know football fields and everything is at. I got you. So, yeah. yeah, I've been in there. That's where I went to go sign my son up whenever he played like T ball. Yep, yep. And then there's some really nice parks, uh, you know, in soccer fields, and they would practice over there. Yeah, it's, and that's it's a all, nice facility. They th- yeah. they built those after my kids all graduated, so <laughs> it's a really that's a really nice facility over there. And all of that is just free to go and attend, not the inside, not but the, the outside. outside right? Yeah, I believe the outside is all free uh, for League City residents. And if not, you just check out the League City Parks and Rec, and they'll let you know. Okay, very cool. So here's here's the thing: you have to know a little bit about everything, and I feel like I would struggle in that position, just because you have to <laughs> you have to know enough about everybody. Does, do people ever get mad if you forget them? Yes. <laughs> They're like, um, you forgot to mention my this. Yes. So I will I will uh, say right now, I apologize if I haven't mentioned you. You're, you, you know, it just happens. But um, one of the things as far as being, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, knowing a little bit about everything. Yeah. Um, growing up in the military and moving so much. And then I, my husband was military too prior to us moving here. Uh, one of the things that I've learned as from being little you know until now is that you when you move someplace new it's so important to get out there and experience what your new community has because you are now a part of that community and you're able to in, to enhance it and so being able to know what is out there and to to walk the talk you know mm-hmm. to be able to really really embrace being what it means to be a local 
And, you know, because we are, as locals, we are the first face that a tourist sees a lot of times, you know. And if, you know, we all have our off days and that's okay. But we have to remember that we are representatives. We are an ambassador for our entire area. That's a pretty big responsibility. It is. You know, you, you got to put it on, you know, but it's one of those things where, you know, I love, I love our area. I am completely, you know, from the time we moved here, I dove in and got involved and really that's why I, it's why you say, you know, you know a little bit about everything, mm-hmm. but then if I have questions or if I don't know an answer, I will, I will be a bloodhound and I will find that answer for you. Yeah. And you mentioned there's the two chambers that mm-hmm. y'all work with directly. Yeah. yeah. You know, what does that, lo- that look like for you guys? Like- it's, well, the way I look at it is, you know, being, being such a small team, uh, being able to reach out and use the networks that the chambers afford us is, is a benefit for us, you know, just to kind of continue and build that relationship and, and let folks understand that we are a true regional um, organization and we're here to support our entire region. Yeah. Have y'all been able to, I guess y'all do a lot, but obviously social media <laughs> and the internet probably, you know, even from 20 years ago when y'all started or 19, yeah, yeah. it's kind of changed things. Oh, the, the entire, um, you know, tourism uh, industry has shifted. You know, the focus towards more digital media, online media, just the presence of being on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all of that. You know, it, back in the day, it was more of a focus on, you know, print ads and, you know, print publications and things like that. We still do that, but, you know, the main focus, we understand that a lot of our, our visitors are heavily attached to their phones. And so we need to have mobile-friendly apps and mobile-friendly sites so that people can find the information that they need in a timely manner. Do you think it's going to switch even more to that in the future? I think so. We're seeing a little bit. Um, I've, I was at a conference in Denton a couple of weeks ago uh, with some you know, tourism partners, and uh, we're all kind of seeing that the digital is definitely going that's the way folks are are looking. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. You know, do y'all have any plans? I guess to expand expand the team is that I, I was talking to someone yesterday. It was actually a Colton Trout, and he was he's a he's a business coach. He's uh-huh. he, he's a pretty young guy, mm-hmm. very bright, smart, doing some really cool things. Yeah. But he was talking about whenever it comes to social media, a lot of people are hiring. You know, kids. You know, as intern, I say kids, but you know, yeah. out of college or even high school, we have yeah. uh, we have some interns here that are still in high school, and we're like, hey, can you you know run this social media stuff for us? And they just knock it out the park. Yeah, well, they grew up with it, you know. Mm-hmm. For, whereas you know, some of us older folks, we don't we don't understand that. It doesn't. It's not as intuitive to us. So, but yeah, it's, it, it, in expanding the team, yes, I would love to grow the team. I would love to um, institute a volunteer program for mm-hmm. events. You know, where I get some folks out there that are ambassadors for our area. You know, somebody that has the same type of passion that I have for our communities to get out there and promote it, you know, not just to our tourists, but to our locals. Okay. So we have, let me see, we got 15 seconds. We can sure. go back on the FM. And then I want to touch a little bit on, on Butler's Courtyard yeah. and uh, thank them again and then remind everybody about that cool. the mystery dinner. Yeah. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. That was Bethel in Over My Head. It's 948 on a Wednesday morning, we are talking to the Bay Area CVB. We have a special guest in studio. Can you remind everybody, you know, what the the bureau is and what it what all y'all offer? Yeah, we're the Bay Area Houston Convention and Visitors Bureau. We're here to offer um, 
tickets. We sell tickets. We provide maps, brochures at our visitor center in the heart of Kima at 604 Bradford. We also are there to support our locals, you know, get the word out on our local businesses, you know, and do anything we can to support them. Mm -hmm. And you've been with this organization for how long? About two and a half years now. About two and a half years. You know, and I guess like, what are y'all planning for next year? What are some events that are going to come up that if if you're a local, hey, you're gonna want to know you're gonna want to know about it and go to it. Yeah, well, coming up, you know, not even next year, coming mm-hmm. up in next month is Celebration Seabrook in in, uh, in Seabrook, Texas, at Meter Park. That is a one day uh, food festival. There's live music this year. Jack Ingram and Flatland Calvary are playing. Um, it's a five dollar ticket. Kids under. 10 or free i believe it might be 12 but i know kids under a certain age are free Mm -hmm. um they have face painting they've got tons of activities for kids as well as food trucks and just um a lot of local vendors arts and crafts and things like that and then in december of course we have holiday in the park in league city which is always a wonderful event that's a weekend long the following weekend we have the um the christmas boat lane parade City of Kima, City of Seabrook, Nassau Bay, and League City will all do their tree lighting sometime between Thanksgiving and the first or second weekend in um, December. Do all these cities kind of have their own official tree where they light, they it, do. light it up? They do. It's really a kind of a neat thing, you know. And then um, the City of Kima tree is actually in the in front of the visitor center in Kima, where, okay. where I'm located. So that's always a really fun event. Cool. You know, there's that, whenever you're going down 146, there's like a really cool lighthouse. Mm-hmm. What is that building? Is that like a bank? Are, let me see, which one are you talking about? So whenever you're going, you know, 146, you're heading north before you, um, I, is it Walmart, Walmart or Target? They're at, the, they're at the stoplight? Yes. Okay, so that's Texas First Bank. Yeah, why do they get a lighthouse? It's awesome. <laughs> well, Kima has a lot of lighthouses. It's a little extra. I think it is a little, a little extra, extra, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's, it's a great landmark. It is. And then when you see the giant blue and white striped lighthouse behind the fire station, that's actually, actually Kima's water tower. Okay. So instead of having the one that looks like, you know, a golf ball on a tee, we have an actual lighthouse water tower. Yeah. So. Are there, is that an actual, I understand it's a, it's a water tower, but mm-hmm. it, was it, it, can it be used as an actual lighthouse? Are there any like functioning ones that were used as lighthouses? There are no functioning lighthouses out there. Um, the water tower has a light on top of it and it spins. I see it from my house every night. Um, so it does spin, it works and things like that. But as far as being an actual operational lighthouse that, na- that mariners might use for navigation, no. <laughs> Let's bring those back. Do people even use those anymore or is like technology is kind of like. I think that there are still a few working lighthouses, but I think they're all on the East coast. Okay. So yeah. So that would be a cool attraction. That would be a really Just cool Just throwing attraction. it out there. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Um, okay. So there's an event taking place at Butler's Courtyard. Yeah. And. Uh, that's that's how we kind of got hooked up, you know, yep. to be able to do this today. Yep. Can you remind everybody what that event is? Yeah, this Friday night, it's the um, Sherlock Holmes Murder Mystery Dinner. Um, the tickets are still available as far as I know. All you do have to do is reach out to Butler's Courtyard, talk to Amber or any of her team out there, and they'll be able to hook you up. It's a, always a fun time. The, um, the, the dinner is fun, and then it's just, you know, it's a murder mystery theater. So yeah. Very interactive. You know, what do you think people are looking forward to more, the theater part or the food part? I don't know maybe the food <laughs> I don't know. for me it would be food but i think the theater part would be really cool oh, it's gonna yeah. be awesome yeah, especially interactive and things like that with folks in costume are you a mystery fan or like Sherlock i am Holmes? i am i am and I, I would be going but i'm actually gonna be out, out of town on friday so yeah. otherwise i would be there where are you going out of town everything is here i know it is but i've got to help my daughter move so you know there's okay. that so well, the daughter <laughs> that, that makes sense is she moving here yeah she's moving home <laughs> see okay now yeah. it all makes sense yep yep so. Okay, cool. Do you have uh, other kids? Yeah, my son lives in uh, College Station. My daughter is moving home from College Station. So 
Were yeah. they in school up there? Or yeah, they? they both. Uh, my son is in his master's program at the Bush School. So he graduated from A&M Galveston, actually, and then went and did real life work for a few years. And now he's went back for his master's degree. OK, so the Bush School, which what, uh, department is that? It's a public service. So he's doing a master's of public service administration. So it's right there. The school is actually on A&M, but it's next to the, the George Bush Library. OK. So. And uh, does he know or he, he's probably maybe is working or I don't know. But what is he doing with that? He's looking at doing, um, you know, public administration, like city government, things like that. So maybe we could get him back here and, you know. <laughs> Were you an influence on you and, uh, and your husband, an influence for that? I think he's always had an interest in it. So I think and the, getting into the Bush School was a dream of his. So, you know, we told him definitely pursue it. It's definitely, that's pretty cool. definitely worth, you know, if that's your dream, you go for it. Yeah, we also have a lot of uh, schools like in our area mm-hmm. as well, like colleges. Yeah, we've got a lot of, um, we've got, of course, Texas A&M Galveston. We've got UTMB Med School down on the island, um, College of the Mainland. We've got San Jack. U- U- University of Houston Clear Lake is, now has dormitories, so it's a residential college instead mm-hmm. of just a commuter university. Um, there's a ton of different, different Alvin Community College. Yeah. There's a lot out there. One of our interns... He is still in high school, but he's taking, you know, dual credit at college in the mainland, and, mm-hmm. but he's homeschooled as well. Yeah. His family, they moved from Kentucky down to here so his mom can pursue her program. And it's just, it's kind of cool to, just to think that people move from all over because yeah. we have some really amazing universities Yeah, we've got some colleges. great, great higher education opportunities in the area. Yeah. Okay, let's see. We got about like five minutes left or so. Is there anything else that we haven't touched on or maybe we want to reiterate? I don't know. We've got, like I said, check out our website. It's www.visitbayareahouston.com. You can also find us on on Facebook and Instagram at Visit Bay Area Houston. Just, you know, and if you've got a chance, stop by the Visitor Center. We're there seven days a week from usually 10 to about 6. And on Friday and Saturday, we're there 11 to 6. All right. I'm searching for your Instagram right now. I think we may already follow you. (laughs) Visit Bay Area Houston. Yeah. Houston. I think it comes up Bay Area H-O-U. Okay. I got you. Um, oh, I see the hashtag, but let me see. Fewer than... I'm just going to click on this. <laughs> Here's Kelly Williams. Yeah. Shout out to Kelly Williams. She's she's pretty plugged into that Kima community. She is. Kelly is an, a wonderful asset to the entire city of Kima. Mm-hmm. So she's here on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Her and Angie, they have a, a program called Riding the Way from 3 to 4 o'clock where they... Um, kind of just they talk about really cool things happening in the community that people yeah. need to know about yep um you, you mentioned that that bay area or the the kima miss kima pageant yeah and is kelly is she involved with that kelly's the executive director for the miss kima pageant so that's so a pretty important role it's a very important <laughs> role in fact um the next pageant is just over a, about nine months away so the next one will be in june of 2020 okay cool yeah very cool well thank you so much for hanging out with us today i appreciate well, thank you, you for having me i really enjoyed it yeah this is KHEA Radio, 99.5 FM. Thank you. Yeah, if there's ever anything else yeah. that, that we can do. Well, no, and if you guys, I know you guys come out to, to uh, Toucan Alley and stuff like that. If you ever want to stop by the visitor sure. center and do something there, just let me know. Next time, definitely will. Yeah. And I'll just look. Because over there on the other side, there's that shaved ice place yeah. that I yep, haven't I been to. I was actually thinking, okay, so Kahuna Joe, he, he's behind us on the visitor center. I was thinking that might be a fun place to do um, once it cools down a little bit more. Do a morning type of you know podcast. That'd be fun. Whatever, just a, a remote for you guys. Yeah, that'd be I'll cool. Get Joe on board because he's got two locations. He's got the location in Kima and then one one on Main Street. In okay. The city, so. Very cool. Yeah. Every every day, every time that I've been there here recently, and if there's a lot of, of people and parking, like I'm trying to go to Toucan. Yeah. 
I park in that lot. And I'm just like so hot. I'm like, it's so hot outside. I need to like, I can't, I'm trying to get to Cool Cow to get some ice cream. And I got Kahuna Joe's over here where yeah. I'm just trying to not die. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know. And um, what's really cool about the whole Kima uh, merchant stuff is they're all starting to work together. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of communication and, and work going forward with it. Very cool. But, yeah. So, so y'all, y'all do some work with those two chambers. If y'all ever need, uh, I see Lauren just got on. She's with the Texas City Lamarck yeah, Inner I Chamber. Yeah, I need to hook up with them. So. Lauren. Visit Bay Area, Houston, the CVB. We're going to get y'all hooked up. Yeah, definitely need to hook up with them. But awesome. But awesome. Well, thank you. Again, it was nice to meet you. Yes, and I will see you around. And we'll whatever I can do to help you guys out is always. Okay. I'm, I'm at your disposal. Will do. All right. All right. You said it. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. She said whatever she can. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, Jordan said, hey, I stopped at Little Saul's Tacos the other day. It was delicious. Yeah, they're in uh, Toucan Alley. Shout out to Toucan Alley. Um. So my next guest is Sergio Gonzalez, good friend. Feel free to share this out. He's not quite here yet. He actually sent me a photo of some traffic about 30 minutes ago <laughs> and was in, uh, and just said, hey, trying to get there as fast as I can. So I sent him a okay sign. So this will be fun. Hey, Crystal, you want to come hang out and talk to me? Just put it on that split screen. It'll be fun. So this is Crystal. So we were talking about some of the colleges, and we were having conversation before beforehand. And maybe we can touch on this a little bit till Sergio gets here. And, and what we're going to say is there's expectations that other people may have for your life. Does that mean you have to try and live up to them? And you're going to have to, you know, you know the deal, Crystal. You know the deal. Does that mean you have to try and live up to them? So she was mentioning that her, her children, they went to, um, to I guess, Texas, Texas A&M over there in College Station, which is, that's an awesome school, right? And then there's the the master's program that her son is is in. You were in a master's program. You went to Duke, right? Yes, I went to Duke in and, North Carolina. And you were sharing something interesting earlier, just saying that sometimes you don't want to tell people that you, where you went to school, where you got a master's degree, because it is seen as as a, it's prestigious. It's hard to get in. Not anybody can get in. Yeah, um, Duke has a 6% acceptance rate, so not everybody can get in. And that kind of gives an idea of prestige and intelligence that makes people expect a lot out of me. Yeah. So sometimes I don't necessarily want people to know that I went to like <laughs> this big, great school. And that's what I told you. I was like, well, luckily for me, I've exceeded somehow everybody's expectation they had for my life. And so... <laughs> I don't have to worry about letting anybody anybody down. Like, man, Guardy just didn't live up to his potential. Everyone's like, whoa, we weren't really expecting much out of him, actually. I guess, <laughs> hey, he's he's still around. He's still a person. So there's that. Well, you know, that's the ironic thing about it, though, is that um, I went to Duke, which is a huge thing. It is. It's a big deal. So you'd think that I would feel, like, super accomplished and like, oh, I've accomplished everything I need to. I went to Duke. I'm good. Yeah. But it almost feels like something I need to top. It's like, what's next? What's the next big thing? How do we do better than this? Yeah. And that's good, you know, to have goals. And then the other thing that I think sometimes people are like, why are you going to do this? You know, you, you did this. But you can't, if you're going from accomplishment to accomplishment, and that's how you can get gratification. It's automatic. But you got to find your joy in something else bigger than that because then you're always going to be looking for the next, you know. Exactly. Yeah, that next feeling, and then it's just like, oh, okay, it's done. It's worn off, you know, one year, two years, five years removed. What am I doing? Well, that's the thing I think is the biggest thing and the most important thing is, like, don't chase prestige. Don't chase accomplishments. Chase whatever God has put in your heart, whatever that purpose is. Exactly. 
Yeah. So it's like I'm working in children's ministry now, which I love. Um, and you well, wanted to work in ministry. That was your goal, right? Yeah. My goal when I first went to college was to always come back here and mm-hmm. work in ministry. And I mean, it took eight years to get here, but I'm here. Yeah. It's like I've accomplished everything I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, a- as you go, there's going to be like new vision that puts in your heart. There's going to be like new goals that automatically come or you're going to, you know, that's just it's just natural. Yeah. No, like I never I always wanted to do ministry. Yeah. But I never would have expected it to be children's ministry. Right. I, I saw myself working with teenagers or like in youth ministry. But the longer I'm in children's ministry, the more I just I love it. They're amazing. Those kids. I learned so much from them about God, about love, just everything. Anyone who like shameless plug here, mm-hmm. anyone who has never done children's ministry, please come talk to me. Come volunteer because it'll change your life. Yeah. Those kids teach you about God in a way that you never would have learned from adults. It's so pure. And the way that they understand the gospel, it just I learn more from them than they learn from me. Yeah. You know, it's that it's that age before. Like, I, I think of myself as a teenager, like, oh, I'm embarrassed or I'm too cool to do that. Or what are people going to think? You know, at that age, I remember being a kid going to church in children's church and dancing to I don't know if anybody knows, but Carmen, like his <laughs> his rapping music and like like I didn't care. Like, hey, I'm having fun. You know, I'm at church like this is cool. I'm with my friends and I'm enjoying myself and I didn't care what people thought or looked or laughed and or judged me. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. But, you know, just too young to care. Yeah. There's a beauty in that. Exactly. And like on Wednesday nights, I do the music room. We do kind of like VBS style rotations. So we've got like a snack room, a Bible room, a music room and like a craft room. I think. Yeah. 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 I should really know what our rooms are. <laughs> I do this every week. Yeah. But um, but I do the music room and it's amazing to see them just get up and dance and just like they're unashamed. They do not care. They'll get up and just do like Fortnite dances mm-hmm. or just anything. And they don't care if anyone's looking at them. They don't care if anyone thinks that they look dumb. Yeah. It's like that's the kind of confidence I need in my life. Yeah. <laughs> dance like nobody's watching and it doesn't matter. Like you're just having fun. Like my son, I don't think he's ever played Fortnite a day in his life, but he knows what it is. And he's like, hey, look at me. And he's like trying to do some of the dances at home. <laughs> and I'm like, it looks great. Where did you even learn that? You know, and I'm guessing from church. Other kids. Yeah, probably on Wednesday night. <laughs> Crystal's leading the Fortnite dance yeah. off over there. Yeah. You know, I teach them Fortnite <laughs> dances. That's that's my job. <laughs> well, that's that's fun. That's fun. So, you know, even whenever you you have somebody else that maybe let's talk to you and maybe they're they're trying not to be you know they're not necessarily trying to be mean but maybe it comes off like why are you doing that you know like you could be doing so much more um that's just weird i don't know it's just a weird i guess mentality for other people to take like i have vision for your for your life and it is weird and i think um I don't know. My dad told me something the other day and i think there's a lot of wisdom in it. He said people who criticize are people who are not doing and Basically, the only reason they have time to criticize you is because they're just sitting on their butts doing nothing. Yeah. If they were actually doing it, they wouldn't even have time to be checking up to on notice. what you're doing. Yeah. And that's something I'm trying to keep in perspective. Just, And I think it's good for everybody who's like young and starting out in life and figuring out what your purpose is and where you're going. It's just there's there's certain people that are going to say stuff that don't shouldn't have access to your life and to your mental headspace. It's mm-hmm. like 
if they haven't been doing it, if they don't have credibility, if they don't have experience, why value their opinion? Yeah. And I mean, everybody's opinion is, I mean, everyone's entitled to have an opinion, but you don't have to take those opinions in. And so I guess that's something I try to remind myself because it's like, yeah, I went to Duke. I got a master's degree and a lot of people might think that I'm a bit overqualified for what I'm currently doing education wise. But I mean, this is what I wanted. This is what I mean, this is what I'm passionate about. Yeah. And just because, you know, this is where you're at now, that's not where you're going to be forever. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing, nothing really lasts forever. Everything shifts and changes and evolves. And as we grow, the vision that God puts in our heart grows and evolves. And so I think that's why Having as much education and preparation as possible, prepare yourself the best that you can so that God can use you in all realms. Mm-hmm. You mentioned something about people, not everybody deserves a spot like in your headspace. Not everybody even deserves to have, I mean, they, they're entitled to their opinion, but that doesn't mean I'm entitled or I have to listen to it or take the advice, right? Yeah. And I think social media and perception on social media and just listening to to comments or seeking that gratification has kind of led to a different state of people. Um, it's, it's tough. You know, you see social media influencers who, you know, it's a, uh, Hey, I got to get a, you know, a thousand likes on this or this comments or, you know, not even social media influencers, but like, I want to make sure my relationship looks happy, even though things aren't always that way. And then you, 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 you know, people also will comment on that or, Man, it's weird because sometimes you'll see celebrities and they post something and then I see people like just saying the meanest, ugliest things, you know, on the comments. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? You know, these are real people. You know, it's I don't know. It's just weird to think about. And social media kind of led to that. I think social media has created a sense of distance that almost makes us feel like we're not actually talking to a human. And and I think it's interesting because yesterday Colton... Colson Trout, who was here, was talking about how social media was designed to um, create connections. But I'm not sure it's really fulfilling that purpose anymore. I mean, it can when used properly, but I think it creates a sense of disconnection where we feel like we can say whatever we want and we're safe because we're behind a screen. And it's just, it's not necessarily the most beneficial thing. I think we almost might even be better off if we took some time away from social media. Cause I don't know about you, but I, I am connected to a lot of people I went to college with on social media and I see their life and I see where they're at. And it's, it's so easy to play the comparison game. Like, true. Oh, you're married. You have kids now. You've got this amazing career, but all you really see is just what people want you to see. You don't see the lows of their life unless they put it out there. Yeah. And so it's like, you're comparing your darkest moment to like their highlights. That's true. Yeah. I don't post my my dark stuff. <laughs> I don't either. I it don't. was tough to wake up today, you know. <laughs> Didn't want to get out of bed, but you know, I'm here. <laughs> but that's important, you know, like hey, at least, you know, we're here and we're doing it and we're spreading positivity and Woo. you know, every day. <laughs> every day. So, hey, good morning, Kelly. So we had uh the Bay Area CVB in and we were talking a bit about you and and how the the Miss Kima pageant, you are the executive director running the show and and how i guess when the next one's coming up we're learning all about all about that earlier um it was it was a good good spot i was really wondering because that whole situation i was kind of and i didn't realize it at the beginning but i was painting it up to 
what do we not have and what do we need? But we do have a lot of stuff. A sports team would be cool. Is there anything in the area that you think that we need that we don't have here? We have a Quidditch team. Like, what, what, <laughs> what more do we need? <laughs> Why? How? I'm, I'm so confused by this. Like, do they just walk on their brooms? Like, I saw a video yesterday. Yes. So there's like a ball. <laughs> they have a broom in one hand, and they just like kind of like gallop and, and run on it and, and pass. Yeah, there's a Quidditch team. Shout I out to Harry Potter. Everybody's got their something. What do you feel? Did you read those books? No. I Are we allowed to? Like, I don't know what's going <laughs> I on. I wasn't. Yeah, but... I wasn't either. <laughs> and I wasn't supposed to watch the movies. Like, they came out as a kid, and it's just like, hey, it's witchcraft, right? They're like literal witches. Yeah. And so, like, growing up in a, in a, in a church in Christian which if you did it, that's, that's you know, your choice and your parents' choice if you were a kid. I don't know. But there is somebody who reached out, and they're doing a really interesting event to to raise some funds the messages are in my it's in the dms you know where it goes down and it, it's it's uh it's potter themed it's there could be a quidditch tournament there i don't know and um that that i was like i don't know what i'm allowed to do i don't know what i'm allowed to do do goodbye a lot of talk about this so i was like let me just process this info but it looks like it's a good cause so hey our next guest is here my good friend Sergio gonzalez Stay classy. What's up, Sergio? Stay classy, San Diego. I mean, America. <laughs> Dude, how you doing? How's it going? Man, it's going good. Man, I'm just dealing with Houston traffic. No, Houston traffic's no joke. Man, well. We need to get you down here. I need I need to get down here. You know what? There's an office next door. You can just, <laughs> just move a bed in there. <laughs> Is it a corner office? <laughs> <laughs> you want the window. Hey, so look, introduce yourself. Um, and then we're going to go on after this song on the FM as well. But introduce yourself. Let everybody know what you do. Well, I'm Sergio Gonzalez, and I'm Gardy's friend. That is. It's a full-time job. I need a lot of friends. Uh, yeah, that's why uh, Kurt had to take a little vacation. <laughs> he did. And I need a lot of support. <laughs> well, I'm Sergio Gonzalez, and I, I help, you know, here at, uh, in the worship team here in uh, at Abundant Life in Lamarck. And it's a pleasure being here. Yeah. Good I'm glad you're here. Where'd, at your own risk. Where would you get that shirt? It was it was a gift. It was a July the Fourth gift, mm-hmm. and I like it though. I'm patriotic. And when I was a kid on Fourth of July, I would go to Old Navy because they would release like 1997, you know, their wow. USA shirt, 1998. So I was like in junior high school, right? And my mom was just like, "We're going get a shirt," or like I remember board shirt shorts were really big back then, so I'd have my board shorts on and like my flip flops and my Old Navy. My old Navy T-shirt, wow. and I was good to go. Do you ever wear jams? Do you know what jams no, are? No, what are those? They're like Hawaiian, like you know how like the the little print that Hawaiian shirts have. Yeah, but they were on shorts, and they only went up to like right here, <laughs> like to your shin. Oh, so they were. They're called jams. No, I never saw those. Yeah, that's when you said that that uh, that you were in junior high, and at ninety eight, I was graduating high school, so I'm a little bit ahead of you. <laughs> hey, that just means you got a, you've been able to accomplish more, and so I can aspire to. To accomplish some of the goals that you have, I still getting have time. Old, getting old before yeah, that, you. that's a goal. Some people don't get the opportunity. Hey, I want to. I, I was talking to Pastor Hallam yesterday, and so there's a lot of of stuff going on in the Gulf, right? You know, with the the hurricanes, and right. we've been praying, and you know, whenever people need support, we want to reach out and help right. as we can. And so one thing he's believing, and hey, I'm believing it too. I don't want there to be. I don't think anybody does. You know, another hurricane to hit our area oh my God. in our lifetime, and so that's just something we're standing on, believing on, and. You know, if something happens, you know it does. We're going to rise up and, and, and do what we're supposed to do. That's right. And he was like, well, I, I'm at least living to be 100. You know, so that's yeah. that's my vision and goal. Wow. That, that's, a, that's a long time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
100? Would you want to live to, to your 100? If So Dr. Chapa says a thing, fully functioning in spirit, mind, and body. The answer is yes. I, I could see myself. Do but you want to? Do I want to? Whenever I'm probably like 95, I'm going to ask me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. I'm 33 years old right now. So, you know, right now I'm just like, man, that's old. But maybe you, whenever I'm like 80 years old, I'm like, man. You know what you should do? I did I did this once, and I, I think it was just like coincidence and stuff. Yeah. But you know how you open YouTube and you bump into a bunch of like different, you know, uh, I guess they, they're like uh, suggestions that, that YouTube gives you? Well, there was a suggestion there that said, what a ninety-year-old thinks of life. What a ninety-five-year-old. Yeah. You should you should hear some of those, man. They're pretty. Yeah, they, they kind of strip it down. I feel like at that point, it's just like there's a lot of things I cared about. Okay, so we, me and Crystal were talking about this. Whenever you're a kid, uh-huh. you don't care what people think. You know, you're gonna dance like nobody's watching. That's right. You know, you're you're gonna be, uh, you know, things of God, things not of God. It's just like, hey, I'm gonna say, ask me. Kids say the darnest things, right? Right. Then you get to a certain age, teenagers. I'm cool or I'm caring. And then as an adult, kind of still, then there's another age. I don't know when it is, but you're just like, I'm, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Like, like about my age. Uh, we'll see. Let's see. When you're in 20, you, like you said, you don't care, but you still have a, a, a like a, like a, like a, a way you filter kind of things you say. Mm-hmm. So when you're my age, I'm about to be 40 in October. Uh, you don't have a filter. Yeah. But you see things a little, but you're more careful about the things that you do. You know, you're like, I'm going to try to be careful about how I do it, but I'd have no filter. You might have tact, but no filter. And he's just kind of like, ah, I'm just going to say what I feel <laughs> today, you know? And, 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 you know, younger folks would look at you like, wow. This yeah. Guy. You know, I'm as careful as I can be about what I say representing you know, my family. And that's something I told my son. And then not even that, but representing KHEA in the church, it's different, you know, than even how I thought, I'll say five years ago. Right. You know, as you, it's, it's interesting how different phases of your life, you can, you can look back and see it. You don't realize it's happening in the moment. Right. But then there's like that different, hey, I'm at a different point in my life. And man, now I got to be careful, especially on social media. Oh my God. And everything. It's yeah. a beast. Yeah, and, and and everybody has a different way they look at things. Everybody has a different way they, they. Uh, you could say something, and to me, it could mean something totally different than it is to her or yeah. to anybody else. And that's so hard to do, man, on on any type of media, you know. And especially if you're in the ministry, especially if you're, in, you know, and everybody's looking at you or whatever. You yeah, know? is that fair? It's just kind of part. I of I mean, it, isn't it? look at Jesus, man. I mean, he had the haters and he had the people who followed him. So. You ask him if it's fair. True, and then they, you know, eventually, you know the story. <laughs> like what happened? <laughs> there was some, there was some haters out there. Um, yeah, that's it's tough. Social media is a different, it's a different beast right now. I think you know you were called to say the truth and and just believe that it'll set somebody free, and set yourself free. That's for sure. True. Let's go on on the FM now. If you're watching on Facebook, feel free to share this out. If you want to have some uh. Some time to ask some questions now is that opportunity. We're also on channel 46.2. So if you're watching on that, thank you so much. Feel free to call a friend. Tell them, hey, tune in. It does. <laughs> you want to turn it off? It's hard. Here we go. Good morning. This is KGA Radio 99.5 FM. Hey, we have a special guest here in studio. We got Mr. Sergio Gonzalez here hanging out with hello, us. Hello, Sergio. hello, hello. 
hey, you got a little bit of a lisp today. What's going on? Yeah, you had I'm a DS on, <laughs> you had a on my mic. I'm like, man, what happened to my S? I need to wake up. Yeah, no, there's a little bit. of There's one on mine, too. But I noticed the other day I was watching a video, and it was of me that someone had filmed. And I, I asked, I said, is there a DS on? Yeah. And they said, no, there's not. I said, there. I said, do I just sound that way? And I'm, like nobody's told me my entire life. Can you explain what a DSer is? A DSer is a uh, is is it still on? Okay, is it still on? Yeah, it would still be on here. Yeah, do you need to take it off? A DSer is a uh, like a little compressor that just compresses the S. So if if it's done too hard, like the way it's done right now, <laughs> your S can sound a little funny. But uh, yeah, did you get it? Give me a check. Check. Yes, 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 yes. There's the S. Yes, yes, yes. There's not the S. <laughs> Are you doing it? Yeah. I turned yes. it all the way up. Yeah. It Here, cuts. I turned it down 25%. You might want to turn it up, right? <laughs> <laughs> I turned it up 25%. Check. I don't, down. I don't think I need it. I don't have it hard. I don't have it hard is. Just in case. You yes. Know. Yes. Yes. There you go. Yeah, I turned right, it I down. I normal again. I got it on like, I got it on a little Thank bit. Thank you, Gardy. I got it on like three. What about the last 20 minutes I've been talking? <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching the video. So it was a promotional thing. And I was like, there's a DS. No, it's on. No, it's not. No. Okay. So then finally, oh, there is a DS around. I was like, okay, good. Thank you. I'm glad I don't sound like that. If, sometimes that's reality whenever it comes to recording music, right? Well, yeah. Some people have hard S's. Some people don't. And But, uh, man, if, 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 you, if you manipulate those... Uh, Plugins wrong, you could really jack somebody up. <laughs> yeah, you know, I remember the first time I heard my my voice recorded, and sometimes it was just talking. Yeah. One of the the first things I remember, it was actually a video somebody shot um, for like we are on our senior trip, and I was like, "Do I sound that way?" <laughs> and it's it's different because you hear something you know echoing in your head, right. and then you actually see something of you know a recorded video. Yeah. It's different or audio, like for singers. Yeah, if, if there's anything that'll expose you is a recording studio. E even if it's just playing a guitar or a piano, it, there's something about hearing yourself back that is just weird. Yeah, like really weird. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, I I made that mistake, or I sound like that. Yeah. Or was it? Oh man, that sounds sad. I didn't mean to mean it to sound. I mean, it just exposes you, man. Because yeah. There's no crowd. There's no reactions. It's just you and some speakers and. And usually, I think the worst is the voice, because we're not used to really listening to each other. We just kind of, you know, or, or ourselves, and hearing yourself back is kind of scary, man. Yeah. Some some people, you know, they talk about doppelgangers and stuff. Some people say that that if you were to meet yourself in real life, it would be a freaky, <laughs> freaky, freaky experience. Or somebody that looks like eerily just like you, it would be pretty weird. Yeah, because the the version of of yourself is different than I yeah. guess what you know of me and what crystal knows of me and what I know of you. And it's different. Yeah. And I think that's the point where we change the subject already. <laughs> <laughs> man, this is, this just got really deep <laughs> and I don't like, you know, the man in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. There you go. The man in the mirror. I'm starting with him. I'm starting with him. This is where the yeah. change is going to start. Um, yeah, we're talking to Sergio. You are a, a music producer. And um, whenever I, I've heard myself, you know, sing before, like the first time, it's like, oh man, I didn't even recognize I went flat there. You know, in my head, mm -hmm. it sounded like I was on. What's up with that? Do you know any of the, like, why? Well, it's, <laughs> it could be many things. Experience could be one. Uh, it's, it's, and it's, it's, it goes back to like what I said right now. We're not used to listening. We can hear ourselves talking, 
but we're not used to listening to ourselves singing or talking or or judging how we sing or talk you know we just talk or we just sing but when you're a, a producer and i have to hear you sing well then i got to in a sense judge you or I guess that's the wrong word, but really listen to what you're doing. Yeah. And and see if that's what we need or, or that's, you know. But the more you do that, the, the more you listen to other people, you know. And, and, and the more you do that in the studio as a singer, the more you learn to listen to yourself. But, yeah, it's 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 a whole other experience, man. It's a whole other. It's like looking at yourself in the mirror, but through audio. You know? Yeah. Is it easy for you to tell people, like, that was garbage? Maybe not in the night, in the in a nicer way but like hey let's do that again that wasn't good <laughs> no it's never easy but you know i try to talk to them before we even work and uh my my whole thing is look we're after the best take we're after the best sound we're after the best performance because whatever you lay down on that quote unquote tape is there forever yeah so even if it takes us a thousand times to do it i'm willing to do it so i let them know that i'm willing to, i'm not afraid of this is misconception uh, and the GoPro just fell. There's this uh, <laughs> misconception that you know that uh, oh you got to get it down in the you know the first try. Well, no, there's professional singers, amazing, talented singers that that you know if they, if they could sing it, and you would you would say wow man that sounded amazing, but but they were picky with themselves and they're like you know what I like to do that again, I like to do this again and. And for the sake of it being better and catching a moment, they'll do it a hundred times until they get the moment. Not so much the, oh, it sounded good, but the moment in time where they feel like, oh, I like that, you know? Yeah. So so the be- like the best of the best, is that how they do it? Perfectionist or sometimes it's just like, eh? Look, there's a lot of people that can go in there and knock it out in one take. You know, you hear stories, man, he walked in there, he knocked it out in one take and he, yes, it's possible. But then, you know, there's guys that know they're that good and they're like man i know i could do that with a little wrinkle that'll make it a little better Mm -hmm. i'll add a wrinkle here i'll take this wrinkle out i'll do this i'll you know and and they craft it and they take time to craft a vocal rather than let me go in there and just lay down a performance no let me craft a vocal and i think that's the difference you know some people want to craft their performance because again it's a product right and it's there forever i mean you have to live with it forever once it comes out of the oven man yeah you know, I've had that happen with cooking. Speaking of the oven, where it's like, wow, I'm <laughs> I'm putting maybe like one one ingredient too much. I'm just like, oh, a little bit more salt, a little bit more pepper, garlic, and then it's just like, oh, yeah, I went too far. That can happen too. <laughs> you know, nowadays I don't care what anybody says. I mean, it's rare when a, when a, when a when a uh, singer doesn't use tools like auto tune, right, or Metadyne, whatever you want, whatever you prefer. Or 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 shifting things or moving things. I mean, it, it's part of our culture today. If you hear music, music today sounds, quote unquote, perfect. Yeah, because there's a whole editing process to it that that is being used, kind of like Photoshop. You know, mm-hmm. we use Photoshop for almost every picture. I mean, professional pictures. For you know, video we use. I don't know. I'm not a video guy, but Adobe or whatever. You know, the what is it? Uh, Adobe Premiere or Final Cut Pro. Exactly. Yeah. Sony Vegas. Right. There you go, show off. <laughs> Do you want me to keep going? Yeah, you, you probably could. <laughs> iMovie is probably the yeah. best I can come up with. But yeah, so we have those tools in audio too. So you hear a vocal, yeah, we yes, we tune it. Did it need tuning? Probably not. But today's world says, you know, I've always said this. 
if you get a five-year-old kid and you put a a a channel that's that's an HD channel, right? And that same channel you put it in a standard format channel, you know, with the two black yeah, the bars, bars on the side, right? Well, you ask, if you ask that five-year-old kid, hey, which one looks better? They're gonna say the HD looks. They don't know why. They don't know about HD. They don't know about standard. They don't know about sixteen, you know, colon nine or whatever the ratios. They don't know about nothing like that. But they'll look at the standard one and say, well, that one just looks funny. It ha- it just looks, you know, not as clear. And there's two black bars on each side. They don't know why. Yeah. Same thing with audio. You, I mean, you ever pop in a, a CD and you're like, man, that just sounds funny. And that's it's precisely because of that. There's standards that we need today, 2019, that we use today. And some of them are tuning. Some of them are editing. And, yeah, you... You know, I've made pretty bad singers sound like they could sing. <laughs> you know, all I need is for them to have emotion. Yeah. And really mean what they're saying. And I'm pretty, you know, able to manipulate. Uh, unfortunately, I can't name any artist, but. Uh, Do it. The, no. <laughs> Let's add them. What's their ad? Let's tag them. <laughs> for real. No, I'm just kidding. But, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I can manipulate pitch and I can manipulate time. What I can't manipulate, they don't make a plug-in for that emotion, emotion and the what comes out of the heart. What about whenever it comes to instrumentation? Can you can you capture that like that guitar? Like if it literally has passion and a, like is that can you tell a difference? You as a producer, or just like me as a listener. You know it, that 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 goes more to touch. Some 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 musicians just have a touch in right. their in their in their uh, playing. Yeah, I mean, could you manipulate it to be played on time? Yeah, could you manipulate it to, to play the right chords? Yes. There's also multi-band or multi-timbral tuning. Yeah. But but there's a touch, and there's no plug-in for touch. There's no plug-in for feel. There's no pl- plug-in for approach, for concept of how you execute the instrument. I mean, you and I play guitar. I mean, I will stroke, you know, I'll do a, a, a G chord, and you, you can do it, and we sound very different in how we do it right. because we hit it different. You get Scott to do it and the master at, you know, rhythm guitar and he's just going to have a totally different stroke than, than you and I have on a guitar. You play a little piano, I play a little piano, and we just have different touches, you know? One's worth, like, negative whenever I touch it. No, yeah. one's, no one's paying that. I'm paying to actually rent the gear. Yeah. And whenever you touch it, people are paying you a lot of money to yeah. to, to hit those keys. So, But, but you know, that's those are things that people say, well, you know, uh he sounds good because, you know, he was edited. Well, yeah, you could say that about somebody, but they have to bring something to the table is what I'm trying to say. Right, yeah. yeah. Do you, th- I mean, is it as is, is easy as saying, like, it's a, like, whenever I pick up a guitar and play it, are those, like, my life, like, everything that I've been through in life is kind of, like, speaking through that? I, I mean, in a way, even if it's practice, like, hey, your practice be like, this what? is, like, your life experiences almost. You know, a lot of people ask, what makes a professional musician? You know, how did you get to where you're at? Mm-hmm. Or how? And and I think it has to do with what you're saying. And the hardest part of becoming a professional musician is to become a vulnerable person. So a lot of people take the time to learn the craft as far as the notes, the timing, the theory, the music theory, the progressions, the, you know, melody. And they learn it. And that's why you see a lot of number systems at the church. Oh, go to the four, go to the five, go to, it's all become a number. Oh, I know the four. Oh, I know the five. And we use numbers to replace notes like A or B or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. And, you know, for those who don't know what we're talking about. But 
yeah, you can learn the method of how to make music. But what makes a really good musician is the ones that become vulnerable. And even as can, a player? Can, yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, there's people that just become so sensitive at how they play that they can shift the atmosphere in a worship service or in a yeah. non-worship service. You know, they can just play and they make you cry. Yeah. You know, they can they can play, they can make you laugh. They can, I mean, that's the power of, of music. But only musicians who allow themselves to be that vulnerable to do it can do it. Yeah. You know, and and even when you when you've tasted it and you've done a little bit, like it, it takes a decision to say, okay, I'm going to disengage and I'm just going to put all my emotion into this. But you see it, you know? And But the human nature tells you, oh, they're going to make fun of me. Oh, they're going to do this. They're going to do that. But but yeah, I mean, absolutely experience has a lot to do with how you execute an in instrument. Yeah, as a, as a vocalist or somebody, you know, writing lyrics, I know it can be difficult to expose yourself or write about something that, Mm -hmm. You usually wouldn't tell anybody, yeah. but this is where your, but it could, your passion is it or could emotion. It be as simple is. as this: you wake up the happiest person in the world today, and you and you have to write a a children's book. It's gonna come out pretty good because you're happy. But if you were to wake up and you and Jen had a big fight and you know, coffee mugs were thrown at each other, I mean, you're just mad. I don't care how much I pay you that that, that there's gonna be a fight in that. <laughs> You know, children's in the book. children's book, yeah, that will be there. It could it could pick up somehow. Yeah, because it came out of your heart, and and a lot of people, you know, well, that's kind of dumb. You just need to put your feelings away. Well, go ahead and put them away, and and go ahead and write something out of your brain. But you're not going to connect with somebody. I heard this uh, uh, author of I forgot his name. I want to say it was Philip Yancey. Philip Yancey, one of the best books I've ever written. Uh, What's so amazing about Grace? What an amazing book. But I, I, I saw an interview and, and he said something to the effect of, if I cry when I'm writing, somebody will cry when they're reading it. Wow. If I laugh at a joke that I wrote, somebody's going to laugh at it. You know, if you, can't, if you can't hit yourself with whatever your craft or talent is, good luck trying to hit somebody else. You know? Mm -hmm. And that was my time up here at KH. <laughs> Hey, so let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, what what you have done and accomplished thus far, because you've done some really big things. Just like that, and you just step away from the microphone, like that. Take me to the beginning. Oh my God! <laughs> no, you know what? I, I'm gonna say what Paul said. <laughs> Everything I've done in my life, I've con I consider dung. You know, <laughs> you know. I just I, I I thank God though. I thank God that He's allowed. It wouldn't mean anything if it without God. I mean, I can honestly say that. I know what it is to, by the grace of God, to experience, uh, you know, success and 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 and, and money and fame and uh, it wasn't all my fame, but I played for somebody very famous. You know, mm -hmm. I know what it is to be acknowledged in the world stage. I I've, I'm a Grammy award winning producer, and being at the pinnacle of all of that. I also know what it is to have all of that and feel like the loneliest person in the world. So, yeah, God has allowed us to accomplish a lot of things because, you know, I, I believe he cares about our dreams. And, and when we ask him for it, you know, uh, I think the Bible says, I think, <laughs> I think it says, no, I know it says delight yourself in the Lord and he'll, you know, he'll grant you all the desires. He didn't say the things that you need. 
or the things that that he thinks you need it says the desires and i had desires i wanted to know what it was to play in front of a hundred thousand people i lived it i wanted to know what it was to win a grammy i lived it i know i wanted to know what it was to have number one hits on the radio consistently i lived it and i think he allowed me to live it because it was my desire and i was delighting myself in him mm-hmm. but then it becomes a there comes a point where like wow i'm achieving all these things and that's the trap i didn't achieve those things he allowed me to achieve those things so yeah it's it's great things that i've been i've been able to work with you know uh in the in the latin market with guys with just about anybody who's anybody you know marcus witt uh daniel calvetti uh you know coalo samorano uh christine declario i mean these are names that probably people don't know but but these are people that have, you know, concerts of over 100,000 people in Central South America, Mexico, everywhere. And, you know, they're, they're well-known artists that impact their generation and, and the, the people, you know. I've also worked with, you know, English artists, you know, like, like Israel Houghton and stuff like that, you know. But God allowed me to do that. And, and that's why I tell you what everything that I've done now, it's like, it's almost like God said, let me let him taste everything he wants so that he can know that it's not enough. Hmm. We talked, me and Crystal were chatting on that a bit, you know, finding, you know, getting that gratification from accomplishments and then still almost wanting more, yeah. you know, cause you're not, you can't find, you can be fulfilled in, in those things, I think for a bit, but that's not where you have to find like your, your constant source, you know, of, of joy. It's not going to work. Yeah. It, 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 and it's like I said, it's almost like God allows you to do that. God allows you to, to oh okay, I did it. Really, did you do it? Did, I mean, did did you really? Is was that what needed to fill you and satisfy you? Yeah. And the answer I can honestly tell you is no. Mm-hmm. You know now, it, this is hard to say because it's 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 a yes and no type of thing, but. There's sometimes where I think, man, I, I'd give a lot of that stuff back so that I w- so that I wouldn't have to have lived some of the stuff that I lived, mm-hmm. and that's hard to say. Yeah, but then again, I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't lived what I had to live. You know, if I hadn't been in that stomach of the whale, you know, figure of speech type of thing. And sometimes it takes that so that you can fulfill your calling. Yeah, and then appreciate, you know, whenever you do find. Yeah you know what it is that you, they can you know help keep you you know fulfilled yeah and, and uh, with joy but nobody will understand that i mean you, if i tell a kid right now you know and by kid i mean you know 20 year old or an aspiring musician or any age you know aspiring musician if i tell them hey man the grammy isn't everything hey man records aren't everything money isn't everything uh you know fame or or recognition isn't everything you know, the attitude, and rightfully so, will be, yeah, well, you got it already to you. It's nothing, but I want to accomplish these things. And then you realize I can't rob him of his experience. Yeah. They have to go through what they have to go. And that is the hardest thing to... That's why we don't understand parents growing up. Hey, man, I'm telling you that if you do this, this is going to happen. You're like, oh, whatever, mom. And then it happens, or dad, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it happens, and they're like, didn't I tell you? Yes. They know what they were talking yeah, about the yeah. whole time. Yeah, they knew exactly. They just didn't want you to go through the hardships that they went through because they've been there. Mm-hmm. And yet, 
you have to go through them otherwise you never learn and that's the hard part wow you know is that the best piece of advice like you were saying you know in that figurative you know uh to the 20 year old is that some of the best advice like if you could give someone now like an aspiring musician someone young you know what would you tell them you know i i think that i think that it's great to to accomplish things and i think god allows us to accomplish things uh so yeah, actually, absolutely. I mean, if you don't have any goals or aspirations or or dreams, you know, you're not going to get very far either. So it's good to have them. I think what I would say was, don't believe it was you. Don't believe that you did it. Mm-hmm. Don't believe that. Don't believe that. I mean, I believe God gave you the ability, the talent, but I also believe that He's the one that opened the door for you to do it. So don't fall into the trap that you opened the door. Yeah, maybe you did because of his the gifts and talent that he gave you you were able to get you know get to places but you know don't don't believe your own hype yeah it was because god decided to open the door yeah Yeah. so you've also done you know changing the subject just a little bit you've done some work you know whenever it comes to like cinematic experiences I know there's a little bit of talk about maybe doing some stuff in the future I don't know if you can talk on it too bit but is that the main goal for you like you know, scores and soundtracks for movies and series and uh I love it. I I it's different than making a song. It's different than than making a you know the putting together a musical arrangement in the sense of just being a musical arrangement, you know, I and I think I I think I like the fact that you can make people feel something. I mean you could take a scene from any movie, dramatic or, or scary or thriller, and watch that same scene, just grab the music and take it off, and it's not the same scene it's anymore. Not. I mean, it really isn't. Even if it's just like a... <laughs> and that sounded pretty freaky. But even if it's something like that, it's like it, it sets a tone. And I think that's what I'm kind of liking about this whole thing, like setting the tone of every... Of every uh, scene i guess yeah and then being able to you know shift from something so dramatic to something like more lighthearted, you know like in in, you know from scene to scene i think that's pretty pretty trippy yeah i've seen even comedies without laugh tracks like if you're watching oh yeah friends or something like that the audio you don't even realize it's there the transition you know background music between scene to scene it creates well, it lets you know where it's going, yeah. and then there's a lot that, that audio does that I think you just kind of get immune or we maybe don't appreciate. I always freak out with those laugh tracks because a lot of those are, like, over 50 years old, and chances Same are one. most of those people are dead. They're gone. <laughs> yeah, all those laugh tracks. It's funny. It's, 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 it's trippy. But whenever you watch it without it, oh yeah, yeah. And, it doesn't and, make and sense. It's all, it, it's all meant to, you know, you're leading the witness, basically. You know, you're leading the, the crowd. You're like, oh, they're laughing. Oh, I'm going to laugh. It's. It's all meant to inject an emotion. Then they, they probably don't have music in those sitcoms. You know, they have it between scenes, but during the scenes they don't have it. But they have all the reactions. You know. Wow. Hey, so my wife just commented. Hey, Jan. She said Kellen was really interested to hear that you've worked on movie scores before. So my son, he's six years old. You know, he's um, he has a, a a good, I think, a decent voice on him for being you know six as far as like his pitch goes, and he's really into you know singing. But he hasn't gotten to that place where he'll 
take the patience to, you know, a guitar and I'm, I'm not good enough to teach him piano or anything. That may be a good place for him to start. But he's into that, you know, the movie background and, and like mm-hmm. maybe being an actor at Starts this point. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, for me, you know, there was no YouTube when I was growing up. There was no, there was no internet. <laughs> yeah. We barely had TV with antennas with little foil on top of it. The computers, <laughs> the computers back then were about like three times the size of this room. Yeah, <laughs> if you had a computer, because I didn't have a computer, and uh, you know, we had a word processor that somebody donated that we thought was a computer but that's a whole other story what but, would you type on there anything just you know what we used to do we used to get like underscores and yeah go underscore underscore like a whole line <laughs> and then we would move the cursor because we thought it was a video game oh that's that's fun though that's yeah, fun that's you find pretty, make your own game yeah well, we'll leave it there yeah <laughs> but but uh what were we saying about the movie, sc- the oh, movie yeah, scores yeah. And all See, when i was growing up uh there was nothing like that and uh they gave an or it was an electronic organ to my sister that she never used and it was there and i was four or five years old and i'm like oh i like this that was my video game mm-hmm. so i started i was able to start at four or five years old because i didn't have an ipad i didn't have a laptop i didn't have youtube i didn't have netflix i didn't have all these other things that kids have now yeah do you so think- my my kids my, mm-hmm. you know i have two little girls they have incredible music talent like incredible but my 13-year-old started, I can say, two, maybe two or three years ago, really taking music serious. But I dare to say that if if there was no YouTube, TV, you know, Netflix, and all that stuff we just mentioned, I think she would have started a lot younger. So, you know, maybe yeah. Kellen has the talent, has the ear, and has everything, but he also has a lot of distractions that a lot of us didn't sure. have. So sometimes you just have to wait a little bit to where they come around like you i mean i i think you told me you in started at, at, in junior high like yeah. it, that didn't happen you know early even though you might have had already had the gift i mean i'm certain you had the gift you know to play bass and guitar you know at an early age but you had distractions so you didn't craft it now you know you, you come to age at junior high and and here you are you start crafting and you become a better player do you think with all the distractions that people and especially children have now they were missing out on potentially generations of a generation of musicians or, or those people who are supposed to do it, they eventually find it young. I think, I, I, I think they, well, some people find it, you know, at a later age, but, but I think the ones that find it young at four or five, six years old, they do it. And, and it, they, they, they don't even realize they're sacrificing Netflix and YouTube and all the media because they, they just love whatever it is they're doing, their piano, their guitar, so much that they don't even realize they're sacrificing sacrificing those things and then they go to school and they're looked upon as weirdos oh he's a weirdo you don't know what uh whatever show is you don't know whatever thing is happening you know with this artist or whatever no oh he's a weirdo and then those guys grow up to do things with their craft you know yeah when you start at four so my wife said hey they started piano lessons at four yeah all of them um I so I took piano lessons in sixth grade, but I remember being in, in elementary school and asking for a keyboard. I wanted a Yamaha keyboard. My cousin had one, and I wanted to hit the button, do the dance track, yeah. and like just play with it. So I think, and I don't know where what they were thinking, but I was asking for it for Christmas a couple of years, and I think my parents didn't think I was serious or or anything. Uh, 
So I don't know. They they got me like a little a little toy one, but I was like, I don't want the you know like this yeah. little bitty toy so one. I wanted their the real fault. deal. Is that what you're saying? Guard is there. <laughs> Someone tag my mom. Tag my mom. You know. You no, know. they got me. Le- you know, later in the sixth grade, they they got his piano and everything else. For me, it's funny. They wouldn't let me touch it because it was an organ, man. That my, one of my uncles gave my sister. Oh, that's that's your sister's. Yeah. And I was four years old. I mean, they didn't want me to break it. I was pretty hyperactive child, you know. I can imagine. And yeah. <laughs> and. So when my dad would go to work, I would sneak into the room and lift up the little. I wonder if that's part of what made you love it so much. You're like, I'm not yeah, supposed to be doing yeah. this. Oh yeah, you're like busting out masterpieces. So I, I, I well maybe not masterpieces, but <laughs> for a four year old, for sure, Mary had a little lamb, you know. Oh yeah, or things like anything that I would hear. I remember hearing La Bamba nonstop on a cassette. <laughs> I know it's funny now, but. You know, I still jam La Bamba. Yeah, Richie Valens. Yeah, and I remember just, I remember staring at the tape deck like a dual tape deck, just staring at it and just hearing the music in stereo, because I figured out that if you like got in the middle, you could hear <laughs> each speaker in stereo. So I'm like, why are you so close to the? And my mom was like, why are you so close to the to the to the boombox? And I'm like, it's okay, mom. It's not a TV. I'm not gonna lose my sight. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. We used to get in trouble for you know being so close to the TV. But anyway, I, I spent hours just listening with my eyes closed because I could hear the, I could hear the, they call it, you know, soundstage. I didn't know what the heck I was. I just knew it was trippy and I liked the way it sounded. And instead of hearing the song, I never, I was never good at, at memorizing lyrics to any song because I would, I wasn't paying attention. I was paying attention music? To, the, to, the, to the music. You know, you, you mentioned, and I remember that, hey, get away from the head all, get away from the TV. Yeah. You're sitting to go, you know, I'm sitting over there on my stomach, like right yeah. there. And now we have... You know, these yeah, <laughs> devices, like and my, our kids and everybody else yeah. is like right up here in your face. I wonder if there's any truth to that. Uh, I, I don't, don't know. know. Hey, is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up today and get to work? Yep. No, I'm I'm good, man. I'm hungry. Dude, I'm. Th- uh, thank you for hanging out. Is that a real taco? <laughs> <laughs> this is KGA Radio 99.5 FM. Be blessed. Hey, y'all have a good day.